Welcome to another episode of Brick House, the podcast about reframing porn addiction. I'm your host, Ben Fraser, who also happens to be a recovering porn addict. Woohoo! Today we're talking about the kind of women that I would not date. But first, the 60 second check in. This has been another rough week. Um, I got a migraine yesterday. I got a migraine uh, the day before, and it's kind of kind of hard, kind of hard to function with a migraine. Things with my girlfriend have been a little tense, but um, I think we've moved through something. Things are better this week. We actually had sex, which was nice. And uh, I'm excited to tell you that the rough cut of Brick House, the web series, all four episodes, has uh, been completed today. It's it's not something I can show anybody, but. I do have a rough cut of all four episodes, so that's exciting. Oh, and uh, it's been 40 days since I looked at porn or masturbated. Alrighty. So today I want to talk about the idea of women that I would not date. I decided to do this episode because I was thinking about the idea that when I was single, back... uh, six years ago or seven years ago, um, I had this idea like there are women that I wouldn't date if, you know, they were like 20 pounds overweight or if they were too tall, whatever that means, taller than me, um, or if they had a big nose or if they're, you know, had big feet or, or whatever, you know. So I had this idea in my head of, which women that I would not consider dating and which ones I would, you know, based on looks. And I'm, I'm kind of wondered, well, where did I get this idea of what women are supposed to look like for me to date them, you know, for, the, for them to be a possible partner for me? So that's what I wanted to think about today. And I'm wondering if pornography and the culture of pornography has given us ideas about who we can date who we want to date. Basically, what's attractive, you know? So for instance, uh, when I was single, I uh, was doing um, online dating and I I met this woman uh, online and she seemed pretty great and we met in person and she was heavier than I was expecting. And she was also a little taller than I was expecting. And I just found that she just didn't look like the way I wanted her to, so I I couldn't date her. I felt a little bad about that, actually, because she was pretty great, you know? It's, I, you know, I have this idea, like, if she had a different body, I would definitely have dated her, you know? And she had a lot of great qualities, even, even physically great qualities in terms of, like, Um, she had a certain hair color, which I thought was really attractive and her skin was really nice and she was, you know, funny and smart. And so my question to myself and my question to you is, does, you know, porn consumption prevent us from dating women who might be really good matches? That is my question. You know, if if we get stuck in this certain idea of what's attractive that our culture is throwing us, it could keep us from getting to know women who 
would be really good partners for us, which is kind of sad and tragic. So what if, you know, our soulmate, I don't know if you believe in the idea of a soulmate, but what if our soulmate happened to be, you know, 25 pounds overweight, 30 30 pounds overweight? If we meet this person, we say, ah, no, eh, you're not. What if this is your soulmate? (laughs) What if this is the person who would be fantastic? You would have a fantastic life with this person if you could just get past these ideas of beauty. I heard an interview with an actress once who is not, I I can't remember who now, um, but she wasn't really, she's not considered sort of, you know, classically beautiful or anything. I think she's maybe a little overweight, but but she said something about her sex life, which was that because she doesn't consider herself very attractive, she's kind of like willing to do anything sexually. That that's that's kind of what she was saying. Which is kind of sad that she feels like she has to make up for her lack of um, attractability in our culture by being more willing to to do sexual acts that you know she otherwise might not really want to do. Well, the other the flip side of that is like that. If you cared about like having uh, a, a being with a person who was adventurous sexually, maybe you'd be better off dating a woman who wasn't classically attractive. Maybe your sex life would be much better with that person. There is something. <laughs> so I'm asking these questions of you and myself just to help us think about well, wh- how do we come up with these ideas of what's attractive and, and how who we want to date. You know, is this based on on rational ideas of what will make us happy? Or is it just the the idea that our culture is throwing at us like, well, this is who we should be with. You know, we should be with somebody who looks like this. And this is who we want to be with. But, um, you know, when when you focus so much on on looks, on outer beauty, of course, you miss so much else. And that's the that's what porn kind of is throwing at us, just the outer skin. And that's one of the big lies of porn is that appearances are the most important thing. When I think it's it's there's so many more ways to connect with a person uh, sexually or you know romantically than just appearance. So you know, I'm I'm kind of sorry for myself that I consumed so much porn that gave me so many of these images. And I think it's hurt me that it's it's kept me from being able to date women who who might have been really great partners for me at that time. All right. So, I'm just going to say again that, you know, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about yourself. I'm so glad that you're listening. I'm so glad that you're doing this. So the appreciation for today is artists. I consider myself an artist, not so much like a painter, but somebody who um, is really focused on creativity. That's kind of my place in the world is, is doing creative things. And occasionally I meet other people who feel the same way. And it's so nice to, it's so nice that artists exist, you know? that people care about their creativity 
And it's, you know, it's hard to be an artist. Um, artists typically, unless you're a superstar, you know, don't make a living, don't get paid, really. And um, we have to do it despite other people thinking we're wasting our time. And it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to focus on something when you think, well, nobody's gonna like it, nobody's gonna notice, nobody cares, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So I wanna appreciate all those artists who are out there who are persevering in the face of an apathetic world. All right, well, um, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. You can find links to some of the things I talked about in the show notes. If you have questions or comments, if you want to watch the Brickhouse web series, new episodes coming in a couple months, or listen to other podcast episodes, go to BrickHouseWebSeries.com. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know how you're doing. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to rate it or write a review on iTunes because that helps people find it. Remember, there are so many more possibilities for love. Love.